0: Welcome to the Crossing Paths Podcast with Pastors Brian Burson and John Martinez, the podcast where they embark on captivating journeys through the lives of Sandals Church banning members, exploring the real life stories that intertwine our church community and deepen our connections. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. I'm actually super excited about this crossing paths episode that we're going to be doing with my brother-in-law mike gordon and uh, so i've known him for a lot of years and we've got a a lot of stories to share and i've got a lot of questions to ask Yeah, i'm excited Um, to hear it yeah it's going to be fun just to get to know mike um, and just share part of like what makes him him and, and what he does for a living um and also some some experiences that we've had together we've traveled a lot and uh we've done a lot of had a lot of different experiences
1: um yeah I've, us. I've heard a lot of the stories that you've shared with me about you guys doing different things and stuff mm-hmm. so i'm excited to have this conversation as well because i've just i have heard a lot about your guys' journeys together so
2: yeah now you get the truth yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and part of crossing
0: past the That's whole concept is that through the cross of calvary um Jesus allows us to cross paths with a, a lot of different people. And yeah. so if you're a part of Sandals Church Banning, um, then you're a part of my life, and my life is intertwined with Mike's life, um, partly because of, of our family, um, but also just because of friendship. Yeah. So Mike uh, was the director, and he is the one who created Inland Leaders Charter School in Ukaipa mm. and I've worked there, and so he's been my boss as well, <laughs> um, in addition to my brother-in-law. And so um, share, Mike, just as part of an intro to yourself, kind of... Um, Inland Leaders Charter School, because there's a lot of people that are connected with that school in this community mm-hmm. and um, in Calamesa in Yukaipa. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah,
2: just quick synopsis. We have about a thousand students uh, kindergarten through eighth grade, actually TK through eighth grade. Mm. Uh, started back in 2007, so we're about 16 years old now. And it was really um, a brainchild of my wife. She rolled over one night uh, just out of um, a random thought, and she said, I'm going to homeschool our kids. And I was a public school administrator at the time. I was working in the Ukaipa calamasa Joint Unified School District And I said, what are you talking about? I I, I work in the district my kids go to school at, and uh, I didn't think that would be the best idea for my career path to have my students opt out of the schools that I was actually working in. So I said, hey, give me a couple years. I got this great idea. There's this charter school idea out there. It's been around since 1992 in California. And uh, she gave me a little grace, and and I had an opportunity to learn more about charters, what they do. We got started in 2007 Mm -hmm. with the blessing of the district. So you started with
0: how many students?
2: 199 the first day.
0: 199 students first That's day. That's pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, then, I, I, just remember, because I was a part of the school the first two years, mm-hmm. and I remember the test scores were stellar. Um, mm-hmm. It was just a very successful launch. And then, um, now you're into this how many years? This We're going on 17 next school year. 17 years, and how many students now? Uh, 947 today. I mean, you want to talk about growth. Um, yeah. You know, it's amazing. Yeah.
2: About 600 kids, 650 on a wait list. Yeah. More than four times wow. than 600 kids on a wait list. I yeah. mean, it's just incredible growth. So
1: you're bursting at the seams. So it's, is it because of space or the amount of faculty that you have that you can't bring as more on at the moment?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. It's a combination. I think, um, we keep small class sizes. Okay. So we don't want to overpack our, our classes, and For so sure. we keep those below 24, 25 kids. And then it is just facility space. That's good. Uh, at some point, it's just not having enough enough rooms.
1: Yeah, I think that's cool that you're thinking about quality over quantity, For you sure. know? So that way it can keep, you know, it can keep that, like, prestige level. Because mm-hmm. I hear about it from tons of—we have tons um, of people yeah. from our campus that— mm-hmm. Their kids go to that school
0: or wanting to get into that school
1: or on the waiting list. We've yes, heard that exactly. Now. I mean, even me and my wife have like thought about it. We're like, everyone's, oh, you should send them to Inland Leaders. And I'm like, okay, I'll uh, we'll look. Oh, dang, there's a long waiting list there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to figure it out, but um, we're even considering it. So, well, yeah. the
2: great thing with the list is we have a lottery every year. So it rolls over. So you don't necessarily oh, wow. get on the list and stay there. You okay. get a new opportunity every year to, to roll over into a classroom. So That's we, really we, cool. We just mix up the numbers every year. That's awesome. And, yeah. and
0: part of the theme of the school is built around character development. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Yeah, and, and thinking it through and having some community meetings with with folks that were out there at the time and parents that were interested in doing something different for their kids, we really talked about you know schools were good at really teaching the course subjects, math, science, social studies, history, and so on. But uh, we really felt they were lacking more of that whole child education where kids needed to learn civic um, responsibility, community service, uh, especially in the public sector. And so we were trying to find a way to to bridge that in a public school where where students were getting those kinds of experiences and that uh, at the end of the day, they would come out of our program a better kid, a better student, a better Mm. person that they would understand um, the kind of the backbone of the American society, what hard work, work ethic looks like, what it means to be a person of integrity, honesty, um, diligence, resilience, the whole bit. So we really include that into our school day. We, in fact, we have leadership teachers that go yeah. from class to class and help yeah. teach our kids those lessons well. There well,
1: there is – I mean, I got to speak at one of your guys' events, the yeah. um, LeadCon. LeadCon, yeah. And that was – pretty eye-opening to me because um, you guys literally, I mean, Frank Mm Chaconne, who comes to this campus, you know, he was, you know, helped put that on, right? Or pretty much did most of it. Um, And he was, you know, telling me about this thing that they were going to do about the goal was to help them find their purpose. And that to me is crazy that like a school is like putting something on to help you find purpose in life at a young age. Mm -hmm. It just blew my mind that we're like, we're, I got to dis, uh, talk about some of what I've been through in life and purpose and what that looks like, but you guys are doing that with middle school yeah.
0: kids. And especially now, like where we are as a culture, yeah. and, you know, everything that's going on in the schools um, nationwide, um, just to, that that's at the core of what you guys do, and that's the theme of what you do. And I've worked at the school, so I know the, you know, the culture and environment um, is just healthy and right and such a great place to be employed, so... Um, so anyway, it's impressive. And, and there's yeah. how many teachers now or staff, how, ma- how many, how staff? Oh, we,
2: well, depending on who you count, cause we have an after-school program too, but you're looking at around, around hundred, 120, 120 staff. And mm-hmm. so wow. they,
0: the interesting thing in terms of how they structured the class day mm-hmm. is, um, you guys have a compressed, uh, class day, um, so that you can offer a whole host of electives, right. um, after the school day, which include things like, horseback riding um you know like I think jujitsu or yeah, our
2: craziest one is javelin for kindergartners. That one's wow, a, <laughs> that one's pretty wild. I'm what, what are the other <laughs> options? Yeah, you've got uh, martial arts, you've got baking and cooking classes, you've got piano music Chinese. classes, Chinese, Spanish. Wow, um, boy, the list goes on. There's quite yep. a few. Lots of sports activities as well. Oh, that Sport. is incredible.
1: It's, yeah, which is,
0: incredible. I mean, which gives parents just a lot of options and kids a lot of options um, that they wouldn't otherwise have in a normal school setting. So. Yeah, it's really cool.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been a great journey, and, and it's kind of a testimony to the fact that God can do amazing things with a very simple person. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much, not much special about me except that I was just willing to take a step of faith, and uh, it's, it's awesome to see how God's worked that way. Yeah, so. preach,
1: man. I feel you on that level. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about your family.
2: Yeah, I've been married 27 years. I was actually doing the math in my head on the way over. (laughs) I've been married 27 years uh, to my wife, Tara. I've got four kids. Uh, They are basically 16 through 23 at this point. Uh, and so I was supposed to be an empty nester, but I looked around the other day. They were all at home (laughs) with significant others, boyfriends, girlfriends. I was like, man, I messed something up because they're all, they're all still hanging out and eating my food and using my utilities. So except you have
0: one that you're going to be marrying off here pretty soon. I am.
2: Yeah. My daughter, Nicole's getting married off in July uh, to a kid that she actually met in sixth grade at uh, Inland Leaders. Wow. That's amazing. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So soon enough, you'll be an empty nester.
2: I hope so. Actually, they're living next door to us in our little granny house, oh, okay. so uh, that'll be interesting. Um, yeah. I'll probably be that crazy father-in-law that comes over in the pajamas looking for pancakes in the morning. There you so go. Why not? In your boxer shorts For <laughs> Sure. I think I've earned that. You do? <laughs>
0: Um, another part of our story together is that we have spent a lot of time, not only on like family vacations, we got a lot of funny stories. Like we, I know that at one point in time you were even making a, a list in your phone oh. of all the funny experiences that we've had with our father-in-law. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, we've got a lot of funny stories that yeah. we could share, but one of the things... Your, is, your eyes are getting <laughs> watery right now. Just, <laughs> it's just... There's so much, man. It's uh, like
2: uh, it's like 300 Seinfeld episodes. I'm not kidding. Oh, not man. It's, that good <laughs> it's good stuff.
0: But we've also traveled together. Yep. So yep. we have been to Toronto, Albania. Went on a short-term missions trip to Toronto, Albania. We've also been to Ghana, Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, quite an amazing experience there. And... One of my all-time favorite trips that we did together. It was just you, I, and Steve Razee, one other guy, one of our friends. Mentone Beach. Yeah. (laughs) We traveled to Israel. And we did it on our own. Like, we flew in, and then I had set up this itinerary. We all kind of worked on it. We rented a car, and we traveled hundreds of miles between the locations to try to squeeze in as much as we possibly could. And I think it was, I can't remember 10 days or whatever. We try to squeeze in as much as we possibly could in those 10 days to see every site that we, that we could fit in, in that wow. time frame, And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a, such an incredible trip. Do you, tell me like an experience or something, I thought about that trip?
2: I think one of the most surreal moments in that trip was being on the Temple Mount one morning. It was one of our last mornings. We were there yeah. being on the Temple Mount, in jerusalem the old city and then probably what four hours later maybe later in the afternoon we were down at the south of israel right on the egyptian border yep. swimming in the red sea yeah in us a, a lot it was this kind yeah, of a yep. lot and it w- looked like havasu to me like lake havasu <laughs> yeah. with boats and folks it was surreal because you go from this old world where you think you're transported back into biblical times to this resort city with a. um ice skating rink in a mall i don't it just it just was super surreal for me at that wow. point and uh, and looking at that but uh, the other part was uh, being baptized in israel as yeah. well and um and having my brother-in-law actually uh, perform the baptism i thought that was a, a, just an amazing experience a rebirth you know and yeah. and, and looking at that and uh, at that time in my life that was really something that i needed i needed something to to say hey there's a dedication to to jesus christ and to god that um is is not uh, to be taken lightly yeah you you know my my young life and a lot of my life i played games with god Mm -hmm. you know i kind of take god for a drive but that was really a time of rebirth for me
1: that's amazing i've seen pictures from that trip shared some some funny pictures and you guys look like you're having a blast
0: Uh, it was crazy it was just so fun because we were on our own driving in a car. Yeah. I remember being in Nazareth. You remember how narrow the streets were? Oh, yeah. We had like literally <laughs> this much space. And we were in a rental car so <laughs> yeah. we were trying not to do any damage to this car. But uh yeah, I mean I remember floating in the Red Sea um and looking over and we were looking at the the Sinai Peninsula. We were looking into Egypt. Right. Remember and it was like I could throw a rock to it. Right. Um and the guard towers and and the gates that were there yep. and Um, And and we were looking on the other side We were looking into the um, country of Jordan Which we traveled into Because we took a uh, tour Down to Petra um, and we, we stayed in, um, a place right outside of Petra where we got to experience like, mm-hmm. w- you know, the culture of that area and the
2: foods of that area. It was just such a, an amazing, amazing time. Yeah. I'd encourage anybody who gets a chance to do that, to, to take that opportunity. Cause that, uh, it was, it was really, um, a trans, a transformational, I guess you'd say experience for me uh, personally. So yeah.
1: yeah, I, I actually still haven't been to Israel yet and we were going to go, um on a sandals trip before COVID and we just we weren't able to like pull together the finances we have four kids of our own too they're all really young so it was kind of like okay how do we make this work and we just couldn't yet and then after COVID we've just been thinking about it and talking about it and so we're gonna we plan on going it was just a little nerve-wracking for a little while too with all the the flying and everything so man, just hearing those stories, hearing you guys talk about it right now, it's just like, it's just giving me kind of chills a little bit because it's just, man, I want to go and experience that so bad. Yeah, Mm -hmm. You know, I've even went on like Google maps and like the earth view of stuff, just because i want to go so bad. And I just want to like, look and see everything. And like, I'm just, I'm so intrigued by the, um, by those experiences I know people have had. And so when you guys went down to recently sandals, I was like, um, I was just so so jealous. I'm not gonna lie. It's such an it's <laughs> such an
0: education too. Just because now, like when we think about um, you know the Mount of Olives, um, or if you think about um, you know where the Beatitudes w- were mm. read, um, or you think about the Sea of Galilee, um, all of those things. Like you have a mental picture. When I bring those things yeah. up, um, yeah. the Mount of Beatitudes, you, you're like, oh yeah, I remember walking up there and sitting, and you know we read through the Beatitudes while we were there. And, um, when we were at the sea of Galilee, remember, like it was got really windy, um, at the place that we were staying. And, um, and you could see the white caps on the Sea of Galilee, and you were like, okay, yeah, I remember the disciples out there panicking a bit, and I could see that happening. So, yeah, such an education and mental imagery that you have now as you read the scriptures. Yeah,
1: that's the that's the big thing that why we really want to go, we just have it yet, is that we want to be able to, like, as we're reading something, not like... Um, just oh we've watched this video of this or someone else's experience there's something about actually going and being in a place where you have stood there where you know what it feels like to be in that spot that the imagery alone is what makes it super special that's why we want to do it
0: let me shift gears because there's another interesting aspect of your life and it has to do with the family that you're raised in yeah because your parents um have been um Intimately involved with Missionary Aviation Fellowship, MEF, which was used to be based out of Redlands, at the Redlands airport. Mm -hmm. And um, I've had several friends, their families were involved in that. So you've, as a result, lived in Africa Mm -hmm. and also in Moscow, in Russia. Short so, bit. so tell us kind of a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a great upbringing if you get to be a, a missionary kid because you get uh, a chance to experience the world, mm-hmm. where a lot of kids are maybe stuck in a bubble or or specifically in you know maybe a region of the world. Uh, but yeah, born in Central Africa in a place called Zaire at the time, or Congo, It's de- Democratic Republic of Congo right now. I don't know how democratic it is, uh, but at <laughs> the end of the day, that's what they call it. And then uh, also spent about uh, seven, about seven eight months in Moscow. Russia while I was in college in my early 20s but yeah a great world view and opportunity to go to different places around the world I've been to Haiti as well uh and of course Mexico and what have you but just um the idea that that this life and this world is beyond ourselves I think is mm. what I took away from that uh and then also gratefulness uh being yeah. able to go to countries that are are in third world status a lot of poverty a lot of need uh, and to be able to walk away from that come home to the beautiful country, the U.S., uh, it just it just fills you with gratitude every day uh, mm-hmm. in regards to that. So, yeah, those experiences were pretty powerful. Um, my time in Russia was kind of unique. I was <laughs> studying abroad. My parents were there as well as missionaries for a short-term assignment. And uh, just love it. Love the opportunity. In fact, some of it on Leaders is designed uh, based on my experience in a school in Zaire called Tassock. Mm-hmm. Where they allow kids to accelerate through grade levels. So, just taking from some of those experiences and applying those to my life right now, it's kind of interesting how that laid some of the foundation for what I do. That's cool. And yeah. part
0: the trip that we took to Ghana, Africa, was a part of um, assisting with a school that um, actually has had some interaction with Inland Leaders Charter School. Yeah. Um, you know, kids that are really their school, as you would call it, um, wasn't much to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, open air bathrooms and um, like basically kind of tin uh, roofs over a very bare structure um, that was, you know, open to the outside air. Um, and I remember just even like little uh, chalkboards that they used. Uh, it, we brought over some supplies for them, mm-hmm. um, like pencils that smelled, you know, like, you know, had you know, grape smell or whatever it was just fun stuff for the kids because their experience in terms of their education is so vastly different than in the United States where we have so much air conditioned rooms and computer technology Mm. and access to the internet and lighting. Mm. And, um, Mm. they come with a bowl, um, so to get their meal for that day. Right. And, and the, The mom who was kind of in charge of making the meal for the students, you know, she was cooking with like wood outside right next to the building, Mm -hmm. um, heating up the, the, the rice and kind of the, you know, kind of whatever they would pour on top of it, kind of the meat sauce that they would pour on top of it. Mm -hmm. And that was the meal for the kids for the day. Right. Um, So like incredible you know, vantage point, which brings about a different perspective and makes you appreciate you know, mm. what you
2: have, yeah, I took away from that experience the same same idea of the gratitude uh, and the the school actually one of our campuses where we'll, we'll have three campuses next year, we have two right now, Bryant Street wow. we, we have t k three second grade at Bryant Street Baptist Church, actually in Kuipa right now, they actually took on the uh, the the Ghana School as a service project a school wide service project, and so they were able to fundraise uh, for free breakfast for all those students for an entire year. That is so um, cool. So they were able to I put, and it, it's not a lot of money, believe it or not. It's a few hundred bucks to, to be able to serve all of those students that were in Ghana, uh, for a breakfast every day. Because when Brian, when I went there, I don't remember if, if you recall this, but in our conversations with the teachers, as we were kind of doing some, some pseudo trainings with them, their biggest concern was kids falling asleep because mm-hmm. they just didn't have the nutrition they needed to stay mm-hmm. awake. Yeah. And, uh, And so I took that back to to the campus at Bryant Street, and and the principal really uh, grabbed hold of that and said, we need to get some food in those kids' stomachs. And so it was cool to see kids collecting pennies and dimes and nickels and quarters to to get money over to them. So In this
0: town, which um, before we had gotten there, they had put a well Mm -hmm. and a water tower. And as a result, it gave access to fresh, clean water. And they started building, like people built homes around there because that meant, okay, we have access to fresh, clean water. So now, so it created a town. Mm. And in that town, they created a school. And then I saw a medical facility, which, I mean, it was dirt floors, but in comparison to what they were used to, um, yeah, I mean, it was an incredible upgrade. So um, just fascinating um, perspectives. Uh, I also want to share one thing that we do that people, don't know about us is on Wednesdays Mm -hmm. on a pretty regular basis um, each week we go for a walk and we go out um, a place called Wildwood Canyon State Park and um, and we just talk and and kind of update each other and Mm -hmm. and we get a chance to pray Mm -hmm. Um, so it's part of our kind of regular routine i always tell people about mike i've walked more with mike than probably anybody else you know on the planet probably including at this point in time tracy you must you must not (laughs)
2: walk very far (laughs) i I see it on your calendar man i know
1: you guys do connect often because i see it whenever you know we have to look at each other's calendars for stuff and i see it walk with uh, prayer walk with mike or whatever but yeah but it's just just a cool cool relationship
0: as far as a you know, Mm brother-in-law relationship because it really is a friendship, um, above and beyond that for sure. Um, and like we've experienced a lot together. Mike hasn't, extraordinary sense of humor. Um, you can catch just <laughs> some of that here, but um, he's just, like, he lightens the family um, with his humor, and we've just experienced so many times of just deep laughter for me to the point of tears just because of just so many funny experiences. Um, probably, t- t- you know, some of those things I I would hesitate to share just because it would take time to explain, <laughs> but, um, man, you know, just we we both have those Images in our heads you know, through all the years of, of our life together. So are
1: you the guy that's like, it doesn't matter the situation. You always got something like witty to say, like almost oh, like, yeah. like it's almost like it just comes out of you. And sometimes you're like, yeah. I guess that probably wasn't the time to joke, but that's just who you are. That's just how I
2: cope. Yeah. You know, we, that's just how I cope. I, I mean, struggle with that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, a, a quick, a quick side, uh, side story. I was at Ontario Mills the other day. And if you, if you guys heard, there was a, a, a hoax active shooter. Oh yeah. I did. Oh, see that. And oh, that. so wow. I'm sitting in a shoe store and I just gone and bought a suit and I, I haven't bought a suit for years and years and years. So I just went and bought this nice suit for the wedding coming up. And there's an active shooter hoax, but we don't know that. And I look at my wife and I go well,
1: if I die today, at least I got a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's just, exact, yeah. just how I like, cope. That's I feel I like that's, that's been an issue of mine lately where I feel like I'm always just, there's a joke or just some lighthearted remark that I'll make and I've been trying to reel it in a little bit because some, there's, there's moments in time where you have to be serious. Right. And I, so okay. I've been working on that, but it's hard because I feel like I'm always like, just lightening the mood with little jokes and so I, I can appreciate that because sometimes it could be a problem too, you know? I get it. I get it.
0: <laughs> well, um, as we wrap up here, is there any last thoughts, comments, complaints?
2: No, no, I think, um, man, the relationship with you, Brian, has been just something that uh, it's a super value to me. It's that, that's that iron sharpens iron idea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even though sometimes some Wednesdays he's an early bird, I'm kind of a late bird so some mornings I roll over and I'm like, oh man, okay, I'll go walk. <laughs> um, and sometimes it's cold and misty and rainy, but uh, I'm always up and at them because, you know, I I, I miss it. And when I walk mm. away from our experiences, I feel lighter on my feet. Yeah. And uh, just an encouragement to know that that there's folks out there that are struggling with the same kinds of struggles I've got um, or at least have some wisdom of walked down that road before, maybe prior to me. But it's it's been great. And we've kind of had a theme of revival going mm-hmm. and, and how do we keep that revival in our own hearts and mm-hmm. minds. And, and uh, coming out of Post-pandemic, with kids and working with parents in our schools, yeah, one of the big the big issues we've seen is apathy, mm. just a lot of apathy, mm. and so that's why we designed that uh, that lead comp for to help kids with purpose. Yeah. The last couple of years has been our theme for the middle school kids specifically. So, um, just just that there's hope. There's yeah. a simple guy like me that uh, the Lord has used in great ways, and in a lot of ways that I can take no credit for. Um, just been faithful and kind of fumbled my way through some of it. Just uh, know people are praying for me and what have you. So, uh, encouraging folks out there if you're just simple and 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 uh, don't feel like you got a lot going for you, uh, that's me. And uh, all I got going for me is the Lord. And, and I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to just share a little bit of my story. Yeah,
1: you, you never know what God's going to do. You just have to say yes to whatever it is that He's calling you to. I yeah. mean, it could be ministry, it could be starting a school, it could do. Right whatever you know i think our, our lives are our ministries right so at the end of the day that's it's what you're doing you know you're planting all of these seeds and you're helping kids and um and you're doing it in a way that's not like it's unorthodox in the sense of like there's not a lot of opportunities like this out there for right. for students and so it's such a special thing to i i legitimately could see that in the middle school students when we when i was yeah. um uh, at lead con you could see it these these there's a bunch of kids that were coming up to me that were, it, it was just interesting to hear them talk because there's students that I've been around for a long time that just, they're in a different level. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, it's really sweet to experience.
0: Well, we, I definitely appreciate you. Not only as my brother-in-law, but, um, uh, really I consider you my best friend. I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, we got to
2: get him out more, <laughs>
0: but, uh, yeah. And I thank you for your time, too, because I know you're a busy wow. man. Um, yeah. And so we usually wrap things up by just praying for the person that, that was here. And so we're going to just uh, lay hands on you. And we'll be it. gentle and yeah. we'll pray for you. Thank you. Lord, I just thank you for Mike. I pray a uh, covering upon him. I pray, Lord, just a blessing too on Inland Leaders Charter School. And even as they continue to s- expand, mm. um, give guidance to Mike. Give him wisdom. Your word mm. promises, um, if anyone lacks wisdom, let that person ask God who gives liberally without finding fault. And so I just pray you'd help him just have the wisdom that he needs to navigate financing and, um, Lord, hit the employees that he has, the staffing Um, Lord, all of the nuances of education and educational law, and I just pray, Father, that you would uh, guide him through that with the the support team that he has. Um, I also pray a blessing upon his marriage of 27 years and just Tara and their kids, and as they look forward to having Nicole get married to Zach, I pray that it would be a special, special moment um, for them, um, but also for Mike and Tara, and just uh, seeing your, your hand of mercy and grace and blessing be upon them. Um, I pray that also for the rest of their kids, Lord, I just pray covering upon this family, the Gordon family, and uh, we just thank you, Lord, for the gift that we have in our friendship and also uh, just the family that we are a part of um, that you've allowed us to cross paths through Mm -hmm. and uh, even beyond that have uh, just a significant connection and relationship through and um, equip them, fill them, use them to the greatest capacity possible, and so we just lay that before you. We rejoice in advance of that work. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. Glad to be here.
2: Yeah, that's good. Thanks for having me.